Fantasy football, collecting and investing, hanging out with Andy. Are you kidding me? We're going to get into a new theory called the Family Feud Auction Thought Process. I just made that up out of nowhere. I don't know if that's actually going to sound cool or not, but we have a new theory about how you can win auctions. But Andy, what we want to start this glorious podcast off with today is zigging when everyone else zags and the concept of elite players having off weeks. Oh, man, I love that topic because it is so important, man, because when you have the the all the games going down Sunday, right, right now everybody is watching the highlights from the previous week, looking at the top performers, looking at the guys that are continuing to trend upward, in the, in the race for the playoffs and the race for the MVP, and they're targeting those guys' cards. And for good reason. Those are really good athletes. They're, they're performing at a very high level. They're having good performances, and you want to get those cards. But those are the cards that most people are going to be watching and buying and, and wanting to invest in. Whereas I think that you should be looking at guys that are overall good on the season but just had a down week. They just missed the limelight. So I take Tyree Kill as a perfect example from the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he hasn't had a top five uh, fantasy wide receiver finish since week 10. And then, you know, week 11, decent, you know, number 18. By week, week 12, week 13, 62, week 14, 36. So he really hasn't been the focal point of the offense. The Kansas City Chiefs have been playing a lot better on defense. The Honey Badger's been taking what he wants. You know, but all this is taking attention away from the fact that Tyreek Hill's rookie cards are now going way undervalued. That's just one example, but I think it's a phenomenal strategy, Carter, to find guys that just had a down week, but overall are still top 10 dynasty ranked players. They're still on the season top 10 players just had a down week. Especially Tyreek Hill, and that's the thing. You know, Tyreek Hill kind of goes along with the Julio Jones of the world, as in guys that, well, Julio is for sure in the Hall of Fame. Tyreek Hill is definitely on his way towards the Hall of Fame. So, especially with a player like him, there's some definite um, bounce back uh, or, or safety when it comes to buying his cards. He's got an iconic moment in a Super Bowl, as does Julio Jones, but his team didn't win. But still, Keep that in mind, uh, especially if a player like him, Travis Kelsey, also had a down week. So if you get a dip in his prices as well, that would be someone else that you could look at. Stefan Diggs was someone that you mentioned uh, before this pod as well. So understand that while those players are the players that are currently having down weeks, Andy, we're talking just in general. You will see prices decrease of all-time great players when they aren't as hot because people that buy cards and people that go on eBay and people that are sports fans are very emotional people. They want the hottest and new thing. And, and not to mention Carter, that during the week, this is, this is something that's very evergreen Carter. It's something that I've seen since I've gotten into the hobby that during the week, the activity dies down 
on weekends when people have more free time, they have more time to watch the auctions, to be on eBay, to watch highlights and then parlay that with, you know, investments and collection items. Then there, you see more activity on, on card buying and selling platforms. But during the week when everybody's busy, you, you see a lower level of activity to begin with. And every week, though, there's still so many eBay sellers that still end their auctions on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, in the middle of the afternoon. And if you do this research on a Monday and set yourself up for the week, I think you can capitalize big time, Carter. And now we get into the family feud theory, okay? So, look. We've all been in that spot where we're trying to snipe auctions, okay? And this weekend, I kind of lucked into something. I always lose the snipes, right? Uh, whether it's a higher price card that I'm looking to make a play for or if it is a lower price card that I'm looking to make a play for, I always lose it. But I did learn, some, I did learn something this weekend, Andy, is that people like to think in terms of fives and tens, okay? Now, Andy, did you grow up watching Family Feud? <laughs> I I did, man. I watched quite a bit of Family Feud. Okay, and we're not just talking about Steve Harvey. We're talking old school Anthony Anderson. Not Anthony Anderson, uh Louis Anderson, right? Louis Anderson was a whole uh, was the That's old right. host, and who was the host after that? He was like my favorite Family Feud host. Anyway, uh, whenever they would do questions, right? They would ask people um, out of one hundred people how many people uh, said that they had their first kiss before the age of eighteen, and Andy, people would normally answer in what in terms of fives and tens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that sounds, I, dude, I remember so many times, 45, 50, 55, like that kind of stuff. And whether it's that or whether when they ask that question during fast money, that was the best way to answer because that's how, if you're polling someone, you know, you're just going to think in terms of fives and tens, right? So you should do the same thing when it comes to auctions, Right. Whenever people are putting in their final auction number, right, they're going to often put in numbers like 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, okay? So what you should do to combat that is make sure you're not doing the same thing, right? So there was a Tyron Matthew parallel that I really needed, and I was going to put my final auction, Andy, at $5, right? But I, I was like, hold on. Someone else I know for sure is going to do $5 as well. So I did $8, won the card for, I believe, $5.50. Same thing is true with a Jeremy Hill card, okay? And Jeremy's a friend of mine. He's coming on, he goes on my LSU, he's coming on my LSU show. I go on his show. He's a very successful media member. You remember Jeremy Hill, right? Dude, yeah, man, Jeremy Hill. He was uh, he was a stud for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? And so I, I buy a bunch of his rookies. We just developed a, a a friendship over the past month, and obviously, you know, I'm just going to be a Jeremy Hill super collector, right? So I saw a very cheap Jeremy Hill slab, right? And it was at eight dollars, 
So I was just going to do the final bid thing and I was going to put $15, but then I was like, hold on, someone else is going to put $15. So I put $18 and I won the card for $15 and 50, 50 cents. I didn't even think someone else really wanted a Jeremy Hill autograph slab because he's out of the NFL. He had some success in the NFL, but still I want it for 1550. So Maybe you can do a deeper study on this, but I go back and I remember, Andy, all the auctions that I lost. And I lost so many auctions putting like 5, 10, 15, 20. I remember losing so many auctions at like $20.50 or $21.50, something like that. So I guess I just want to throw this off with you, Andy. I guess the smart thing to do is. If a card is currently, if you really want the card, if the card is currently sitting, because if anyone's ever been in that auction, you know that the values of cards just shoot up tremendously. And obviously, this is going to change on the rarity and how much the card actually is. But if an auction is sitting at around $5 and there's been like seven or eight bids, there's going to be some people there watching. So you need to make sure your bit, your, your final bid, if you really want it is $18, $17, $18, because Andy, I can guarantee it. Someone out there has a max bid already at 15. Yeah, I think someone's already got a max bid at 15. And I think that if it's, if, especially if it's during the week and it's an auction ending that at an atypical time and you think you're being super slick and you're about to win this, there's probably another savvy investor very much like yourself on the other end that is probably going to bid up at the last second. And so, like you said, I think if you really want that card, man, just go ahead and bid up a couple extra dollars and add like, I don't know. What do you think? Like 88 cents or 98 cents or just just go up to the next full dollar amount. Right. That's what I would do once again, because, look, you're spending so much time, right? If you really want a card and you really want to steal it, well, you're always checking at your phone, right? You set an alarm on your phone and you go back and you spend so much time trying to auction snipe, Andy, and People sign up for your Patreon, and they read and do all the research. And just before this podcast, you were kicking yourself over your, your bids being just a little too low for a T. Higgins or a Mike Williams. If you really put in the work, you want to make sure that you're thinking not like the other bidders, right? Yeah, I want to think I want to just like I'm zagging when other people zig on the players that they're investing in. I want to do the same thing with my auction strategy. So, yeah, let, let, let me know what you guys think in the comments. So to all the listeners of this podcast, we're still in our infancy, but let us know your experiences, because before the pod, I went back and I looked at a bunch of auctions that have lost it. It was like 2050, 2150 and that kind of stuff. So. Always make sure when you're auction sniping, and it also does depend on when the auction ends as well, uh, to to see if that works out for you. Now, Andy, this is very interesting for me. I, I do want to take this into the quarterback portion. We always like to touch on different quarterbacks uh, during this time, and it's very interesting. I wanted to throw a name at you really quickly. The guy that you've already made a lot of money on is our good friend Jalen Hurts. It's interesting he's been out for a few weeks, 
And he would be a someone interesting to look at as far as a, a QB right now. That's funny that you bring him up. We actually have a, a Raz going for Jalen Hurts in the Discord, man. Um, you probably didn't even know about it, but uh, one, of, one of the patrons, shout out to Scaladess, he put up a Jalen Hurts Silver Prism Auto PSA 10. Uh, for $25 a spot so some one and 10 spots so one lucky winner is going to come away with that card um, but I, I honestly I think that that is a good investment I, I think that they're going to commit to this guy in the offseason I, I really do Carter and right now is such a great time because you have so many people distracted with the fact that Gardner Minshew came in and had a couple nice touchdown passes to Dallas Goddard and led the Eagles to a win, but you know, they've already reassured us that Jalen hurts is going to be the starting quarterback uh, coming into this week. And uh, he's safe as a starter right now. And I think if they build around him, some offensive line, some better play calling, really, you know, build a system around Jalen hurts. He's just got to develop his passing skill. I, I, I look at uh, Josh Allen. Look at, look at the level of progression we saw in Josh Allen's passing game from his second to his third year. And Jalen Hurts didn't even have a full year last year. It was like a fraction of a season. And so this is really his full rookie season. Next year will be his full sophomore or technically his, his uh, junior, his third year. So if you want to draw the correlation, I like to draw that correlation because he's big, he's thick, he's powerful, he's strong. He may not have the same arm strength is Josh Allen, but I think his arm strength is adequate to be a, gr- a really good quarterback in the NFL, and the market size is huge in Philadelphia. I love Jalen Hurts, and another guy that I'm looking at right now, and I'm actually making a few plays on is Russell Wilson. I mean, I just think with his media presence, obviously he's married to a singing superstar. Uh, he's an A-list celebrity. Well, I won't go a-list. He's definitely high-level B-list, and people that don't really care so much about football, they know who Russell Wilson is. And wherever he's going to be next year, Andy, his prices are just going to soar, and it's going to be the biggest story in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. for two reasons, okay? The first is, once again, he's Russell Wilson, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere this offseason. I I just don't. I think think he'll find his way back in Green Bay. And then the second is, I go back to this, the quarterback draft class next year is not good. It's just not. You've seen how difficult the hyped-up quarterbacks have performed. I just don't trust any of them, whether that's Kenny Pickett, whether that's Matt Corral, um, Malik uh, Willis, I, I cover college football weekly. I I just don't see it as far as an NFL quarterback is concerned. Um, Sam Howell, whoever you want to mention. So I, I just think as far as what teams are going to do next season, I think they're going to be really aggressive for offseason quarterbacks. And I do want to share this as well, Andy. I think the next big quarterback class is going to be the one after that. So you have Bryce Young, who just won the Heisman. Spencer Rattler uh, will be in that class. So um, I just think that there's more QB targets in that class. So understand that next year it's not going to be – there's not a Trevor Lawrence where even if Trevor Lawrence, who's playing abysmal right now, you know, people still want to buy his cards just because 
they think a coaching change will have Trevor Lawrence live up to the hype. And then you also have Mac Jones. You also have uh, Justin Fields. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, Andy, over these next couple of quarterback classes. So right now, Russell Wilson, he's out of the playoff hunt. He's obviously had two really good weeks in a row. I, I could see Russell being a, a pretty solid play, once again, depending on the card and when you buy it. Wow, man. And Russell Wilson having a 2012 rookie year, it's That's just huge. a phenomenal layup slam dunk with that 2012 first-year prism, which we know in and of itself has collectability. Uh, you know, a lot of collectability with people just wanting to collect the first year of the hottest modern-day product. You know, and and looking at his prices, his prices compared to even modern day, like recent Josh Allen, you know, Justin Herbert type of prices, Russell Wilson prices are down considerably. His stock is very much down. And I, I would say, Andy, as far as like the buy low season, we talked about it last week. You know, I've been semi aggressive lately. What What do you think as far as the buy low period? I think. This grace period right here for the next week or so when people are spending money on different things to buy for Christmas and all of that, I think when January rolls around, February, uh, obviously a Super Bowl is in there, that's when, you know, you start seeing prices get back up. And, you know, there'll probably be a little dip right when the season ends. But once again, we saw last year the lead up to the draft is a game changer. The NFL draft is a big game changer as far as the hobby is concerned. So as far as like a buy low period, I mean, you look at the prices each and every week, I would say probably the next week or so is still a, a good time to get some good value. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think right now you're, we're, we're still in a very good buy low window right now. But as soon as we get through Christmas, you're going to start to see over the Christmas break, things start to heat up. We've already seen the market react very impulsively to these skill position players. Like every week, whenever I look at the top fantasy performers and I go look at their eBay transactions, you see a spike. You see a spike in demand. You see a spike in sales. It doesn't always take like a huge jump like Mike White did, but it's significant over the guys that, that didn't perform so well that week. And I think the focus is about to consolidate. People are about to go like on vacation. They're about to also get Christmas money, year-end bonuses, the whole nine yards. And it's about to become like a, an, an, an up market where, where prices are starting to go up across the board on a lot of different players. Hobby tip of the week, um, Andy, it's pretty simple here as far as um, for me, a hobby tip of the week is sometimes a rack is a really good thing to do. OK, so what a rack basically is, is a random act of kindness. And, you know, for, for me, once again, I'm not saying give people just handouts and rack every card that you have, but. Every now and then, don't just think, even though we're in investing mode and, you know, flip when you can or whatever, me and you are collectors at heart, right? And I know what a, a card can do for someone else. So I have a friend. He's a big Auburn fan. I ripped some Donruss and I pulled a Derek Brown auto, right? Okay. I list this card on eBay. 
in an auction format, I might get three or four dollars of a Derek Brown auto. But if you know an Auburn fan who Derek Brown, of course, is one of their heroes, he was a top 10 pick. That means so much more to that person, whether or not they're in the hobby or not. I'm giving this to one of my friends, Mark, and he, he doesn't even collect cards, right? And, you know, that just does the world for him, right? He doesn't know it's a 3 or $4 card. And even if it was like a $20 card, I probably would have given it to Mark anyway. But it's very important to random act of kindness. Don't just always look at the pieces of cardboard as something that you need to own or something that you need to sell. I like I love that man. I you know I was thinking about that earlier today. I want to I want to start doing more trading even if it's um you know like uh like through the Discord or through Instagram and just uh like not necessarily selling cards but trading. Like I I've got a card that somebody else may be interested in. Maybe they've got a card that I'll be interested I'll be interested in even if it's not comparable in price per se if if you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure, you know. So one card that I feel is worth $10, $20, maybe worth $50 to that person, vice versa. And I think, it, though, it goes a long way to, like, like give. Like, you know, even if your card is worth $50 and they've got a $20 card, maybe, you know. But that card is perfect for your PC because it's maybe a defensive player on your favorite team or something then I think you should, you should do it or, you know, accept those offers that come in lower, like, you know, give the, the, that, that buyer more room to grow in the car. Those, those random acts of kindness, I think go a long way, Carter. I like it. Play of the week. Andy, what's on your mind, man? Well, I gave you guys a big one earlier in the show, but I do have more. I missed out on a couple Mike Williams auctions earlier. He's just been so quiet, man. He's been, like, dude, he finished the number one wide receiver in weeks three and five, and he was super hot through those first five weeks. But since then, he's been really quiet. Like, he hasn't had a top 10 finish only but once in week 11. Uh, and this is still a contract year for Mike Williams. The Chargers are still right now in the wild card race. I mean, we're still looking at the Chargers making the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs based on their remaining schedule. And I think Mike Williams is going to – he's that type of guy that could rip off those monster Herbert rainbow touchdowns that just are, like, incredible. And um, you could see a big demand spike. And, like, I missed some auctions, Carter, on on-card rookie ticket autos for less than $20. That's, like, a no-brainer. That card is worth that itself. You know what I'm saying? I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to give you an interesting one here, Andy. I understand that whenever we talk skill position players, the, the players that we normally talk about are what? We talk about wide receivers and running backs, right? Well, I'm going to give you Zach Ertz, okay? Now, look, Zach Ertz, he's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. I just looked it up. He's a couple of time pro bowler. Um and he's not necessarily a superstar per se, but we'll never forget Zach Ertz. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. He's married to uh, a soccer star. I think I can easily see him in the media when his career is over with. And he's playing for a contender, right? And, you know, nostalgia is a big thing in this hobby. And Zach Ertz, you know, 
while he wasn't a part of the Philly special, I mean, he was a big part of their Eagles Super Bowl run, you know, the fourth down catch and all that. Um, he's someone that I would be interested in in diving deeper in, in into his prices. I mean, I'm looking at some tops on card autos right here for like eight or nine bucks, which is not bad. Once again, Zach Ertz 2013 rookie class. That's one of my favorite rookie classes because Tyron Matthew was in that rookie class. So, you know, I'm very familiar with the 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 card design. I love the way the tops on card autos were in that class. So once again, not something that I'm just on fire about. Once again, there are some tight ends whose prices are going to be high, like Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, obviously are going to be your two biggest, but I, I, I love me some Zach Ertz, man. I really do. And he's been, you know, he, I, he's looked okay with the Cardinals. You know, he's had a, a, a game or two that you're like, okay, that looks like old Zach Ertz. But then there's other moments you're like, okay, yeah, that's 31, been in the league since 2013 and, and taking a bunch of really bad hits, uh, Zach Ertz. But I, 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 I just love me some Zach Ertz. Number one tight end in week 11, man. Mm. And he's, he's been he's been quiet since. Um, so you know what? I I like it, man. I I think that uh, 2013. That's a first year select. Just just saying. Ooh, first year select, baby. So yeah, you know I'm I'm just a big fan of it. It's all I've always liked Zach Kurtz. But Andy, that's all we have for this week. Once again, guys, uh, I understand you're buying a bunch of other stuff for Christmas. Take care of your family. Take care of your full-time job. We always tell you uh, to collect and invest responsibly. Trust me, if you're new, it can be addicting. You can just buy everything and think you're going to be Scrooge McDuck with the flips. That's not how it works. So be diligent, but also understand that this is a good window to make a few plays. Andy? It's been fun, man. I'm telling you. Tell people where they can find you on the Patreons. Action-packed, brother. Yes, sir. Patreon.com slash football cards, guys. We'll see you over there. Peace. Peace. Guess I'm in here by myself and we're still recording. I did it again, man. You did I it again. It again. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I wanted that. To-